Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. And welcome to Dice Roll, the queerest Pathfinder podcast on the planet, where we ask hard questions like, what kind of bird seed is best for a Garuda? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> this would be a good question if I knew any type of seed ever. You know? I mean, to be entirely <laughs> honest, bird seed is not actually that good for birds. Are you serious? Is it not? Yeah. yeah. The, the, the thing is, is that like, bird seed is good. But it's not like <clears throat> it's like if you only ate bread. Oh right, yeah. You it's, can it's survive so on it, but should forever? you? No, you could, but it wouldn't be like the healthiest thing in the world. Like it's one of I'd the things happy, that though. they do not tell you about um, birds is that they should be eating things like vegetables and and fruits and stuff that that they can eat. You have to look into every species of bird. I own four of them. You've definitely <sighs> heard them. So I guess a better question, because like a Garuda is not just a random ass bird. It's like a powerful, angelic, like creature. You know, it's, I, I yeah. believe in Galarian Strait, not even a bird. It's like uh, ha- I think it's like a woman with like a snake under half and then like big rainbow wings. So like, mm-hmm. oh, win something. Uh, like happy Pride. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Happy Pride indeed. Happy what bride. what does she eat? You you're having a garuda over for dinner. What are you feeding her? What everyone else is eating. I, I'm not gonna ostracize my I, guest. I'd ask her. Personally, I think she would probably enjoy some sunflower seeds, because who doesn't? I, I yeah I can agree. I like a good sunflower seed, but only the outside. I've never had sunflower seeds, so I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. The shells. I like the shells. I will just put the shells in my mouth and I'll spit it out and I won't eat it. I don't see the weirdest thing is I don't even know if you're doing a bit anymore, Ritz. Like this sounds like something you might physically. I'm being do. completely 100 percent serious with you. Oh god, you're being 100 percent serious. Y'all, we're gonna move on. We're gonna play Ruby Phoenix today. Are we ready for our little recap? <laughs> yeah. Previously in Fists of the Ruby Phoenix. 
our heroes were approached by an enemy team known only as Touch the Stars, a squadron of champions from beyond this, this world. After a long and hard-fought fight, the Radiant Winds came out victorious, having won two additional silver feathers, making them uh, five out of ten accomplished. Soon afterwards, they began their journey into Danger Island, seeking out all that would be within. They uh, traveled through the stone markets. They entered one of the teleportation towers. And now they find themselves in a most unusual encounter with a former champion of the Ruby Phoenix tournament and also a member of the Golden League, a crime syndicate, which seems to be well aware of Masami Takahara. Are we ready to hop into character? Yeah. Ooh. I'd love to. This is gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> so, Radiant Winds, you stand on the edge of a river. In the distance, a tall uh, mountain kind of pokes out from the ground, and a lake shimmers in the plains. Where you stand in this open flatland, you are up again. Uh, you are standing in front of uh, a couple of enforcers. And standing at the head of these enforcers is a hobgoblin man with a tick sideburns and a scared face. And this hobgoblin is one who seems to know Masami. After all, he did greet them. However, uh, Chuji, you recognize this fellow from elsewhere. Mm-hmm. This is Gomwai. You know that much. He was a one of the finalists of the previous Ruby Phoenix tournament on behalf of the Golden League, a crime syndicate, which was paid to interfere with the tournament and basically cheat their way to the top. Yep. You watched the last Ruby Phoenix tournament yourself live when you were just a kid. You were like, what? 13? Yeah, about. So seeing him, one, up close, second, in your general vicinity in the first place, how dare he, the criminal. (laughs) But he seems to be very pally here with Masami. Which it's you you're aware of Masami's past. Yeah, Chuji is aware. It's not so much that Chuji cares that he's like a, he was he was a former criminal, and that the crime syndicate themselves is like a crime syndicate. They couldn't care less about that. It's Chuji looks just so violently unimpressed with this man, <laughs> like how when you pass like a teenager in the mall, it's like that. Oh man! Okay. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sanku for what it's worth. You don't know shit about this guy. Senku, um, <laughs> what he's feeling right now is he looks he looks between the two of his friends and he's like, I have no idea what's going on here. And he's not going to care. So instead, he's electing to look totally normal. <laughs> Gumwai here, he walks forward and he's got his arms crossed and he's like a burly dude. And he looks at you, Masami, and says, Mmm, Masami, Masami Takahara. How are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm doing great. It's just going through the tournaments. Mm. I haven't seen you since you were about this tall. He kind of smiles and puts his hand out to show something notably t- less tall than what you are now. <laughs> How is Hiroshi doing? flunked out of the fucking d- <laughs> tournament. <laughs> hey, what's up? And Chuji like waves. Gomwai turns to you, Chuji. And he stares you down. And he kind of looks at you and says, You know me. Yeah, I know you. And you know my story? Mm-hmm. Gumwai inhales. 
And then he does probably the last thing you would ever expect. The dude drops to his knees and bows in apology. Oh, uh, Asami just looks at him. You must please accept my most sincere and humble apologies for the chaos I wrought during my war- my darkest years. Um, I, I thought this was going to be like a more violent encounter. You, uh, the, the other enforcers <laughs> are just looking at like, yeah. That's par for the course. Uh, I think Chuji goes a bit like blue <laughs> in the face. Uh, they're like, uh, wait, get up. I Hold on, we're not doing this right now. He um, gets up and he, he like very stoically looks at you and says, No, I, I came here to make my amends. And I swore that anyone who knew of me, I would give my sincere apologies to. I was in the D- Golden League in my darkest years. And the things I did... To disturb the sanctity of the Ruby Phoenix Tournament, I can never forgive myself for. Senku is raising his hand. <laughs> yes, young man. <laughs> what are you talking about? I have no idea what's going on here. Hmm. <sighs> young man. Yes? Ten years ago, I was employed by the Golden League in order to interrupt and uh, cheat my way through the Ruby Phoenix Tournament in order to procure uh, some of the relics that this tournament had on behalf of a client. To do okay. so was wrong, and I must offer my sincere apologies. And then he turns to you, Miss Simon, and says, not, not dissing on Hiroshi or your, your branch no, of the No, 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 no. It, he's, he's got it handled. He's got it handled. He's doing his own thing. How is Hiroshi? Oh, he's doing good. He's going up the ranks. He's He's been trying to reform the place a little bit, a little bit at a time. Um, they don't like him for it, but mm. they accept him because he will pummel their asses if he if they don't listen to him. So. <laughs> oh, that's Hiroshi indeed. But you, Masami, what are you doing here at the Ruby Phoenix Tournament? Uh, of all people I expected to see from my checkered past, he says, looking down at his wrist. I did not expect to see you uh, here. You of all people, I would have expected to keep a low profile. <laughs> ah, well, I mean, what's life without a little danger? It couldn't be that you're here for some other reason to be at the Ruby Phoenix tournament, is there? What other reason would I have? I'm just here competing with friends. Fair enough! <laughs> I saw me squints at him, actually. I'm like, what the hell is that about? <laughs> he... You do you want to make a perception check? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, let's see. Yeah, make me a perception check, and uh, this will be secret, please. What you can tell is that he almost seems to have been trying to re- do a perception check on you right back. He was a little. I think he's a little bit not suspicious, but he was like, "Hmm, the Golden League's not trying anything again, are they? That would be way too brazen." Masami, I think, pipes up and goes, Look, if you think that the League is has anything to do with me now, I... I turned down their offer, remember? Perhaps. Wait, you got... Later. Uh, uh, hold on. Later. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Chuji <laughs> folds their arms? Something is happening, and I don't know what. Lolo, can you get candy for my bag? <laughs> mm, yes, of course, Saku. Here, some candy just for you. As uh, he's retrieving them, Gumbai turns says, Now, I'll tell you what's happening here. You, tri- I am currently the captain of uh, this of the roaming enforcers. And uh, the other enforcers kind of bow their heads a little bit. 
My role here is to ensure that no one here needs to be disqualified. And should a team be doing particularly well, to challenge them. As such, okay, uh, punches into his hand. I request you present your phoenix necklace to the enforcers. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, and Chuji takes it off their belt and shows them to it. Shows it to him. Hmm. One, two, three, four, five. Five silver feathers. Impressive, You're right? well on your way. Quite impressive. But you know, it'll be only more difficult from here on out, and you only have so much time. Well, I've got pretty good teammates, so I'm not that worried. Yeah, we're like crazy powerful. We'll make the most of it. <laughs> well, what I'll give you is that should you have more than seven silver feathers, and I were to encounter you on my travels, it would be my duty, and he punches his hand again, to beat the silver feathers out of you. Okay. Well, you could definitely try and fail, but you could try. <laughs> I like your spirit, boy. He like slaps your shoulder. <laughs> but for now, we bid you adieu. If we see you around, however, next time our meeting will not be so cordial. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is a little mechanic. There are 32 teams on this island. However, you are one of them. If you roll a 32 on uh, your random team rolls, you will actually encounter the enforcers. And if you have more than seven fetters, they will attack you. On top of that, if you roll a team you've already fought, you'll find the enforcers. So they will be basically actively seeking you out as you fight out more teams. <laughs> so Gomwai bows his head and says, <clears throat> Radiant wins. I hope to see you among the final eight making their way to Goka victorious. But... You will. I also hope to see you around myself. And when we do, we shall not relent. Enforcers! And they all kind of like line up. And uh, he points and says, We move southwards. Let's go. And uh, the team nods. And Gumwai leads them off. And you guys are left on your own. And Picari kind of lets out a sign. Says, Captain Gumwai has such a stick up his ass. Hey, kind of fishy that the guy who got caught cheating last time is in charge of now fighting cheaters. No offense, Masami. Eh. <laughs> hey, by the way, about that. Oh God, here we go. They offered you what? When I was 18, they saw my progress with Hiroshi. They thought that I was that I was a pretty good spy. So they offered me a position and I turned them down. In the Golden League? Or did she? In the Golden League. Oh, I don't give no. a shit. That's fine. Um, uh, listen, <laughs> they—if they ever tried that shit again—I think, I think Hiroshi probably would have had some words with a higher up, and uh, that wouldn't have gone very well. So, I think uh, her, uh, Lolo, kind of like lolling around on uh, Sanku's shoulder, perks up and he says, "Well, you know, it takes heroes from all walks of life to make this world of ours turn." Young Chuji, you must learn to not be so quick to judge someone just because they're criminals. <laughs> it's not that he's a criminal. You know I care a lot about this tournament, right? It's kind of my whole life. Mm. I'm so all for having see. advantages and stuff, but... It's ugh. the sanctity, it's the principle of the matter. Whatever. He ruined the last tournament. Well, it would seem that the last tournament was won by justice in the end anyway, didn't it? Yeah, but... It could have been worse. He could have won if he had kept cheating. 
And if yet no truth prevailed. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes, in the end they won, but the possibility. And yet justice always it. wins. You. He's <laughs> <laughs> not, not going to relent, you know. GG, I'm sorry. <laughs> now, Stubborn we must man. continue our journeys. Only so much time is left in today. Yeah, yeah, let's go find someone else's ass to beat. Okay. So, uh, you could travel out of this hex, uh, or you could attempt to uh, reconnoiter it, uh, which would take you one hex action. Uh, just as a reminder, you have a 32 uh, total per day, and you've already spent six. Um, if you spent an action out of those uh, remaining 26, uh, you would be able to find out what is on in the like half-mile square that you're in. Which, considering you can see a cool mountain and a cool lake, there yeah. might be some interesting stuff around here. There might be some sick-as-fuck things. So, are you going to survey this area and look around for interesting stuff? Yeah. Okay. Well, certainly I can tell you that there is some interesting stuff. But what I'd like to ask is which do you investigate first? The lake or the mountain? Mm. Chuji would be looking yeah. at the mountain. Chuji has no interest in bodies <laughs> of water. We can go to that next. Very sorry. That's a terrifying thing for you to tell me. <laughs> okay, well, in that case... Oh, my. Okay. Uh, I want you to roll me a d100 real fast. 58. Okay. So what you find is a team headquarter. <gasps> oh. It looks like this is where a particular team stays. Uh, that being said, this particular team does not seem to be present. But let me tell you about this place anyway. Uh, this particular place seems to be a mountaintop observatory. Ooh, I have a vantage point. And uh, mm. you know what? I'll let you make a perception check just to see if you can figure out anything about the team that is from here. All of us? I seem blind. Yeah. So you all climb this mountain for a little bit, just checking it out. Um, there's like a path that leads up to it. This isn't like a wild random mountain in the middle of nowhere. Mm. Um, it seems to have been like a well-traveled path before the abandonment of Bonmu. Um, that being said, uh, you can tell what you can all tell. Sanku, you don't know the first fucking thing about mountains. You have the feat Dubious Knowledge, which means you get one piece of uh, true information and one piece of erroneous information instead of nothing when you fail a recall knowledge check. It's true. The way this works is that you are pretty sure whatever this team is, they seem to have some kind of bird population. Maybe they might have a bird fighting for them. Uh, judging by the fact that there is, like, uh, bird droppings here and there. However, uh, Lolo insistently tells you that those aren't bird droppings. Those are dragon droppings. So, either this team has birds or it has dragons. Mm -hmm. um, Masami, you discover something else. Yes. Horse tracks. Uh -oh. There's horse tracks in the path, and they're relatively fresh. And, like, heavy, too. Which, to you, tells you that this team fights using horses. Cavaliers? Chuji. You get a bad feeling about this place. This mountain is haunted. <laughs> you are dead certain that this place has ghosts on it. This place is a fucking burial ground. Let's yeah. get out of here. I mean, I... if so, we have ghost touch stuff, right? I guess, but it's skewing me out. I don't That's like fair. it. <laughs> Masami takes out their Jokuto just in case because it has ghost touch. <laughs> I don't really feel like <laughs> waiting around for this team to get home. Uh, no, I think we should definitely just keep moving on because if we look around more than... Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather not waste time. Besides, I want to see as much of this island as True. possible. Perhaps we could seek them out, however. 
track them, see where they've gone. There are heavy horse tracks on the floor, so we could follow them, we could see where they're at, or I don't know, we could probably spot them later. They're in a pretty (laughs) they're in a pretty hard to miss area, so. Hey, as long as we get away from here right now, I'm cool with that. You guys head down to the lake and uh, you discover that this is a fighting ground. Uh, you can see that it has been set up by uh, tournament officials to be, uh, you know, ready to rumble in at any time. Pretty cool. Oh. <laughs> um, that being said, you haven't found anyone here. It's just that, for example, if you did, this is where you would battle over them, right? <laughs> so that's uh, your exploration activity. You may now move in any direction. Uh, you've got six directions to go. Uh, northeast, uh, northwest, uh, northeast, East, southeast, southwest, west, and northwest. So, which way are we headed? Um, did we want to follow their tracks? Yeah, you could follow them, but that would take a survival roll. Oh. <laughs> Next question: Is anyone good at survival? Um, let's see. Let's find out. I'm. Oh wait. Oh, um, I, I am actually good. Did everybody roll hero points? Hmm? I think some of you did. I rolled it, and I said I should all roll it, and then no one said Oh, I already rolled mine before yours, I think. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, GG has plus 17 survival, so if you really want to... Yeah, the zombie has plus 16, so if if they need help. Sick as fuck. Ballin', straight Uh, ballin'. Would you like to? Might as well. Yeah, sure, why not? Sure, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, roll me survival checks secretly, okay. please. Okay. Uh, Chuji, as you're looking, you find something out very quickly. Mm-hmm. These guys are good at hiding their tracks. Damn. Like, they're not fucking around. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> They do not want to be followed. That doesn't stop Masami, however. (laughs) Masami, with ease, you follow them. Um, You continue uh, by the river for a while, and they don't cross the river, which in your head confirms the theory that they have horses, and they uh, continue moving on towards the west. You follow them? Uh, Well, they tell the others. They say, um, all right, so... It seems that they just follow the river west, probably towards that mountain. Uh, they have horses, which means... Yeah, there's another huge mountain. They have horses, which means they're not going to cross this river anytime soon, unless there's really, really shallow water. So, you could follow them, if you guys want to. Mm. I'm okay doing that. It's faster way of getting those feathers. Sure. Fine, alright, let's go. And there's... Alright. Yay! Okay, so did you head? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so you enter this place, and I think uh, I'm going to allow you to meet this team actually immediately. Cool. Uh, because after a little bit of tracking, you hear them. Oh. And certainly, they are a wild bunch. Uh-huh. Um, as you are traveling... True to planes and true to uh, like the open air, you come across a group of people. Uh, three 
humans. And present, uh, these guys uh, wear strange clothes. Um, I would like all of you to make a quick society check. Mm-hmm. A society check? I love flat rolls. <laughs> okay. Masami and Chuji, you don't really recognize how they're dressed. Um, they seem to be rural folk of some sort. But you don't know what, like, you can't identify them immediately. Senku, however, I think you do. Uh, these are Tianla people. Okay. The Tianla are from the Tundra nation of Honggao, the northernmost country in Tianxia. Their hair is cur- uh, notably curly and uh, their skin is pale. And they've got kind of like stocky builds with round faces. Mm-hmm. Um, the three men that you see. Uh, the first of them is a big guy. Um, he is uh, fat and muscular and has tattoos all over him. Um, on one of his shoulders, like he is shirtless, but on one of his shoulders he wears like a shoulder plate with kind of like uh, fur coming off it. Mm. Um, and he, he wears his hair like in a high top. Uh, beside him is a woman uh, who is wearing uh, much like heavier warm clothes. Uh, and a kind of cone-shaped hat with fur around the edge. And another uh, shirtless man uh, who is uh, bald but has a very impressive long mustache. Um, Mm. What basically everyone at home might recognize them as is these are all uh, fantasy Mongolian people. I knew it. Cool. Sick as fuck. The big guy turns. All of them are on top of horses. Uh, the woman has a hawk on her shoulder, and uh, the bald man has the weirdest fucking dog you've ever seen. <laughs> it's like skinny and pointy, and it's got red fur. Um, would anyone like to roll a nature check to figure out what the fuck that is? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um,. Sanku and Masami, you're not really sure, but Chuji, you don't know much about uh, the Tianla, but you know a Tylosine when you see one. A Tylosine? Uh, also known as a marsupial wolf. Pardon? Um, an extinct animal, God bless them. Uh, but this <laughs> specific one is a particular breed from Hongal called the Blood Tylosine, which are notably relentless. But the big guy turns to you and he points and says, You dare travelers! You've been following us! Yeah. Or like uh, tracking. Horse tracks. Um, the woman, she kind of crosses her sh- uh, arms and laughs. <laughs> you only found us because we allowed you to find us. Uh huh. Okay, thanks. And the bald guy uh, steps down and says, you're really looking to mess with the wrong team, I'll tell you that much. After all, we're... And the three of them on top of their horses, they, uh, fat guy throws his hands up directly in the air, and then uh, the woman and the ball guy kind of throw their arms to make it like a pyramid shape. The Heralds of Hongao! Oh my god, they're Mongolian team rocket. <laughs> the Ginyu Force. <laughs> um, uh, fat guy points out and says, My name is Ordin, and I was chosen by hand by the Khan of Hongal to represent our nation in this glorious fighting tournament. Um, and beside Ordin, 
Uh, the woman says, I am Odval, the Khan's favored hawk trainer, and this is my bird, Wishy. And Wishy chirps. And, uh, Hi, Wishy. Uh, <laughs> uh, the ball guy then rubs his nose and says, And I'm Kochi, this, uh, the bravest Thalassine trainer in all of Hongal. You dare come against us? Ah, you're looking, you're going to find yourself in some serious trouble. I think I'm gonna seriously enjoy this fight. Alardine, like cracks their knuckles. Yeah, Alardine cracks his neck a little bit and says, And what about you? Who are you? Well, we're the Radiant Winds, and we're gonna take all your fucking feathers if you'll let us. <laughs> they all look at each other and say, We wager one feather. Is that all you have? We have more, but we simply only wish to offer one. A likely story. I think that's great. Oh, it's, that's pretty fair, though. I don't. We don't need to risk every single feather all the time, Judy. Okay, well, it, it's more fun that way. Odval uh, rolls her shoulders a little bit and says, "You must get. You mustn't get it twisted. It's not that we're worried about losing feathers. We just don't want to win them all too fast. After all, we're here to beat as many teams as possible to show off how strong Hongal is." And all of them like <laughs> okay. beat their chests, say, "Hongal!" All right, one feather. That's fine by me. Alardine nods and says. There is a fighting ring in the lake nearby. Shall we travel back there? Sounds sure. good. Okay. All right. And uh, you got, uh, with a grin, the heralds of Hongal start riding off and says, We'll see you there. Ah, okay. Right, horses. Bye. And, uh, you, you, you see the enforcer behind him going, Oh, fuck, not again. <laughs> oh, no, they're not even giving <laughs> him a ride. They didn't give him a horse. <laughs> Uh, which gives you guys just a moment to relax. Chudi leans over to Hikari and is like, I'm sure you're glad you ain't them. I have to walk everywhere as well. Oh, yeah, but you don't have to run. We're walking with you. That is a good point, she says quietly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the very least, we wouldn't leave you behind with us riding horses. I think that's just kind of a dick move. A little yeah. bit. It's funny, though. Uh, so, are you going to spend the two exploration actions it needs to engage in a match? I would love to engage in a match. All right, so you're at 9 out of 32 for the day as you follow the Heralds of Hongal to the lake. Uh, eventually, you arrive at the lake. At the head of the lake, a waterfall pours into a 15-foot-deep uh, pool. A set of damaged stone platforms allows access to the statue of a long-forgotten Tamatan god. The constant spray of water from the falls makes these platforms slick. Perhaps jumping on them may be difficult. Uh, Aldine, Odval, and Kochi all stand before you on their horses, ready to get into battle. Aldine points and says, Now, Radiant Winds, are you ready to face the Heralds of Hongal? Yep. You got huh. it. Then do so at your own risk. He points at, he points, uh, at his uh, enforcer and says, Start the match! And the enforcer inhales says, Heralds of Hongal, are you ready? And all of them go, yeah! And Hikari says, Radiant Winds, are you ready? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Then fight! And everyone, I want you all to roll initiative! Hooray! Pog, pog, pog. All right, top of the order is gonna be Odval, the, uh, the hawk girl. And she points and says, All right, Wishy, show them what you've got! I'm taking on the, the Kitsune! And she points at you, Masami. Why do they always go for me first? <laughs> and uh, Masami, she is now hunting you. 
Um, and she points and says, Wishy, get them! And Wishy is gonna do that. Uh, Wishy screeches as Do- uh, Hawk flies over to you and goes to uh, slash at you with her beak. So she's pecking at you. Uh, Masami, does a 42 hit you? Jesus Christ, yeah, it does. <laughs> okay, that is gonna be 16 piercing damage. Alright. Uh, and then, from uh, horseback, uh, Odval is going to shoot you with her bow. And that is going to be a 39 to hit. Hits. Okay. Uh, that is going to be 20 damage, Masami. Okay. Um, and that is going to be Odval's turn. Uh, next is going to be Korchi. Korchi points and says, All right. Are you ready, Uro? And uh, the Talosin kind of yips. And then he points and says, I'm going for the Dampier! <laughs> and, um... You could just say he, Monk. Uh, is going... He didn't know your class. <laughs> it's obvious. Uh, so he is hunting you now. And uh, he is going to have his uh, Talosine run up to you. And as the Talosine is snarling, it's going to bite at you. And that is going to be a 42 to hit. Ooh, that's a crit. Okay, well, that is going to be 32 damage as the Talisang bites into your leg and pierces down hard. Ow. Uh, finally, that is his, uh, he is going to shoot you as well uh, with his good, good bow. And that is going to be a 41 to hit. Uh, 41 is a hit. Okay, not a crit? Nope. Okay. Uh, that is going to be 14 damage, and because he is hunting you, there's going to be an, an additional 2d8 precision damage. That's 5 extra damage, Chuchi. So, for 90 damage total. And, uh, Korchi laughs and says, Ha! That's what you get for messing with the best! And, uh, Allardine points and says, And I will destroy the witch! Uh, he, he kind of points and the horse stays on, starts trampling through the, um, like, mossy art uh, and is going to flank you, Sanku. Does that count for standstill? Oh my god, yes, that will actually trigger standstill. Yeah, fuck you. And for attack of opportunity. Oh my yep, god. Yep, both of you get to attack. <laughs> hey. Are you going are you going for Aladdin on the horse or the horse itself? Hmm. QG's personally going for the horse to trip it up. Oh! Good yeah. Lord. Okay. Um, I think Masami's gonna go for the guy oh. just to get a good hit to help Sanku oh. out. Jesus. Oh um, my Lord in heaven. That's a oh my Lord in heaven. Nineteens. Oh my God. So, I'm going to tell you how this goes. As Allardine is rushing past on his warhorse, Chuji lashes out and goes for the legs of this horse, like a fucking madman that they are. <laughs> and with a 42 to hit on a level 2 creature, oh. <laughs> who has an AC of 17. Oh my god. Oh no. I'm <laughs> I'm so uh, sorry you... to all horses everywhere. <laughs> ha- roll damage. Bruh. 38? That's oh. not doubled. He had 36 HP. Oh dear just, god. So I think the way this goes... Did I just kill a horse? No, <laughs> no, I think you punch the horse in the side, and the horse whinnies and then bucks off Allardine. Okay. And then he says, fuck this, and he runs away. Okay, <laughs> and Allardine is, like, thrown onto the floor, 
no longer able to continue moving because that's what happens with um, your standstill. You can make people stop moving past where you're going. Yeah. However, Masami, you get him while he's falling. Like before he even hits the ground, you lash out with your Chokuto and hit into him. And with a 42, that is actually a crit. <laughs> so roll me that damage. Critical. 34. Okay, so he's going to take 34 damage. Masami, as you deck him before he even hits the floor. And he is a big guy. He's strong. He's buff. He's tanky. But you do hit him hard. And he lets it up. As he kind of like stumbles a little bit and looks up like actually in shock. And he <laughs> doesn't really have the actions to continue moving to Sanku. So in a snarl, he says, how dare you? He's actually going to pull out his, uh, swing his sword at you, Chuji. Mm-hmm. And this won't have precision damage because he is yeah. not attacking uh, Sanku. That's a 38, though. That does hit. Okay. That's 20 damage to you, Chuji. Okay. All right. Uh, and that is his turn. His his horse is gone. Hmm. Well, the horse is nearby. It's just, it's it's not... No, it it's is. not playing anymore. It didn't like being hit. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Chuji, it is your turn. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Um, you've been... You're injured. Um, you've taken some hits. However, uh, you're still good to go. What do you do? Um, I hate to do this to another one of God's beautiful creatures that he put on this earth. Uh, but... Yeah? <laughs> Chuji is going to activate their fear gem using two actions. Also, I do need to mention that Chuji has gone into their free stance. Um, and that is... Oh, right, yes, because you have a stance savant. You immediately entered, uh, which stance? Uh, uh stoke flame stance. Okay. Whenever I roll initiative, I get to do that. They're gonna activate their fear gem and punch this dog. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so that's 34. That is going to be a hit. Nice. So, um, your fear gem is, like, on your arm somewhere, right? Or where is it? I like Chuji take Chuji holds all their stuff on their belt, but I like to think that it's very loosely attached. And when they swing their arms, uh-huh. they can very quickly just like snag it off. Okay, got it, got it, got it. It's right, okay, you're just practicing well, this. Okay, awesome. I love that. Okay, um, so that's going to be an intimidating strike, and what that does is um, that's a fighter feat, I believe. Yes, it and is. And when you strike this uh, poor dog. Not only will you deal damage, but you will actually frighten him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that is a hit. He is going to be fi- frightened. Uh, roll damage. All right. Uh, so that's 30 damage. Very nice. Okay. Uh, well, as you punch, this, like, uh, this kind of glow of dark energy emanates from your fist. And as the uh, title sign is knocked backwards, um, you can see that it is actually a little, like, it's startling. It yips out. And you hear Korchi being like, No, Korchi, don't let this thing bully you! Show him that you're an apex predator! <laughs> but Uro Tylosine does not seem to be on board with that right now. <laughs> uh, you have one action left. Uh, Chuji's gonna turn around and punch the shit out of Allardine. Okay, go for it. 40. Oh my goodness. That is a critical hit. Are you making just one attack or is it a flurry of blows? Uh... I was going to make one attack. Okay. That is going to be a crit. So uh, he is set on fire by your stoke flame stance. Roll damage. So that is critical. That's 70 damage. Oh my fucking god. Yeah, you... Whoa. Okay. (laughs) Um, sure. And he's set on fire as well. How does this look? Um, 
Chudi does that hit on the t- the, on the Talazine, uh, and then they turn around so quickly, it's almost like a blink and you miss it moment, and their fist is just already connected to Aladdin's like, chest. Um, and it's just so fast that, uh, all there are, like, all there is is just, like, sparks before he's already on fire. Yeah, okay. Aladdin lets it out, as he stumbles backwards, clutching his face, um, like, embers glowing from it. I think that's kind of how it works, right? Like, you kind of literally embed embers in him when he when you attack. Mm-hmm. And he's looking up at you and he says, Ugh, You think you're so smart for making my horse run. I'll show you my true power. Okay. <laughs> Masami, it's your turn. <laughs> well, Masami. Masami seeing all of these enemies very, very close by them. Shane Lightning. Oh, no. <laughs> all right. Fuck, is this gonna be a spell strike? Uh. Because you can have it, you can cast it with spell strike and then have it go into everyone else uh, with the same amount of actions. Can I make this a distracting spell strike with chain lightning? Oh my fucking god, you are a menace. Yes, you I can do that. I sure am. So, um. The line of effect for chain lightning is that, like, so long as everyone is within 30 feet of each other, it's fine. Uh huh. Yep, Sick. and it just keeps going until someone critically succeeds. Yo, boy who's already been injured. Hi, how you doing? How's it going? Oh, Jesus. I Hit hope, Go for it. I, Go for I hope life has been good for you. Mm. Yeah, that's a 30. Wait, now see, this would be a miss, but you said you wanted this to be a distracting spell strike. Yes. Make me a deception check, and if it succeeds, his, he will be flat-footed against this, meaning oh, it will be a hit. Is true. Because you just barely missed his AC. Oh, proficiency. And him being flat-footed would make it work. Where are you? There you are. Deception. <gasps> Nat 20 deception roll. Oh my what? fucking god. Uh, what happens on a critical feint? That's a good question. <laughs> I don't have that uh, piece of information on me. On a critical feint... You throw your enemy's defenses against you entirely off. They're flat-footed against melee attacks that you attempt against it until the end of your next turn. So he's uh. flat-footed against you, not just this turn, but next turn, too. <laughs> so, Masami, how does this look? How do you how do you juke on uh, Alardin here? All right, so Masami's, Masami's ambidextrous. Okay. Um, it's from their training with their kama. So I think what they do is they charge up the lightning in their blade and they do kind of like they do a fake out slash where they intentionally miss the slash down then then uh let go of their blade and quickly twirl catch it with their other hand and immediately backhand upward slash into the actual hit oh okay cool go for it um so this is gonna be a hit against him yes. uh roll damage uh, for both your attack and your li- uh, chain lightning, and then it's just going to arc into everyone. <laughs> Alright, so the damage on the Chokuto is 22 damage. Okay, he takes that. And then from chain lightning, that is 51 damage. Whoa! So you did 73 damage to him with his spell strike. I sure did. <laughs> and you can tell that Elodin is badly injured from all this, but the lightning passes through him and continues going. Yeah. So let's see. We're going to go to the next closest target, which is Uro. Does Uro pass? Uro succeeds, but it's not a crit success, so the chain lightning will see- keep going. Mm-hmm. He's going to take half damage. Okay. So uh, 
We'll just go with your original. That's going to be 26 damage to him. Okay. Um, meanwhile, then that lightning passes into Wishy, the hawk. Mm-hmm. So from Talisine to hawk, let's see if the hawk can pass. The hawk cannot pass. Uh, that is a failure, meaning that, uh, no, that Wishy here takes 51 damage. Yep. Uh, and then it's going to go into the poor, sweet <laughs> warhorse of, uh, of our friend, um, Odval, oh, the, the hawk lady. Creature. I feel and so I bad. don't have a good feeling about this. This is a level two creature, yeah. I feel so guilty. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a critical failure by 17. Oh, man. Meaning that the horse takes 110 damage. The horse had, the horse had 30 HP. The horse bucks uh, Odval off and runs away, whinnying angrily. It did not like being electrocuted. Oh, my lord. Uh, Odval is going to... Jesus, Odval... You guys are fucking these guys. Wow, okay. Odval rolls a 38, which is a success. Almost a critical success, but you looked out. Uh, meaning that Odval's going to take 26 damage. The other warhorse is going to make this save. <laughs> Jesus, this chain lightning is fucking crazy. Oh, I love this spell so much. Critical failure. I'm not even going to roll damage. The horse runs away. Clearly not happy. Uh, and lastly, uh, Korchi. Come on, Korchi. <laughs> Korchi gets a critical success. Korchi okay. ducks out of at the last second as he tumble rolls off the horse. And he Korchi? gives you a thumbs down because he didn't like that. <laughs> Masami, your lightning literally act through one, two, three, four, five, six other opponents. Good God. <sighs> Masami, I think, looks back at him and goes, huh, you're a lucky one. I'll remember that. <laughs> he snarls his Thorhangal as he starts charging forward. Um, so you have one action left, Masami. What do you do? Uh, they're going to go into Arcane Cascade. Okay. Masami, your shadows dance and glimmer, and they smile and li- giggle as you enter your Arcane Cascade. It's time for Senku, Witch Prince of the Sea. Oh, God. Um, so right now you've got uh, two animals, which are not looking great. Uh, three other animals, which have run off. Um... The guy who was trying to beat you up, but is currently getting beat up himself. And then the two other weaker looking guys who are uh, so far mostly fine, but still. I'm going to use Coral Eruption so that uh, Oddville and Korchium make it so that they are both in the way. Okay. So a explosion of Coral catches Oddville and Korchi. And also, funnily enough, Wishy happens to be in the explosion area. Oh, well, look at that. Ain't that fun. Uh, and you can put down a second one if you like. Um, I would like. I would. Um, just big enough so that um, the guy who was attacking me is in it. Okay, Alardeen will be caught in this. Uh, so everyone needs to make a reflex save as they take uh, potentially damage from this. Uh, Korchi succeeds, so he's only going to take half damage. Uh, Odval also succeeds, going to take half damage. And Alardeen here... Not 20, Allardine leaps out of the way uh, and is totally fine as this explosion of coral happens. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Um, Korchi and Odval are going to need to take half damage. Wishy's going to fail, so Wishy will take full damage. Um, 15 damage. Okay, so that's going to be 15 damage to Wishy, and then uh, half of 15, that's uh, 7 damage to Korchi and Odval. Who both go, ah, yeah, as they're kind of like jumping out of the way, but they're still being stabbed by this coral. 
Because they're standing in the middle of this explosion, however, uh, they are going to take damage when they move. Um, and uh, Lolo on your shoulder says, Well done, Senku! You've trapped them in your maze of coral! I did! And uh, Olodin yells, says, Witch boy, I'm coming for you! Uh, no thank you. <laughs> Get past me first, do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Odval's turn, and she's like, Ah! You! All of you, you'll pay for your insolence! And she, ouch, 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 ouch. she's gonna take three damage as she steps out of the coral eruption. And uh, then she's going to uh, shoot at you, Masami. And that is a 44 to hit. Great. Okay, Masami, she shoots at you and it catches you uh, in the pants uh, and actually pins you to the floor. Uh, you are immobilized, meaning you can't actually move from your spot because until you, you know, take the arrow out. Because right now it's pinning you there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on top of that, she is going to deal 33 damage to you. Okay. Uh, and she is then going to also do an additional 2d8 precision damage. Uh, so you're going to take an extra 10 precision damage, if you don't mind. Okay. And then she's going to shoot you again. Snarling says, I'll make you pay for what you did to my horse. Oh, dear. Ooh. That is going to be a nasty 20. Mm-hmm. Meaning that she is going to do 30 more damage to you. How are you holding up? Not great. Yeah, I can see the near KO sign over your head, Masami. Ow! Two arrows pin into you. One in the chest, one in the foot. You are not doing well. Next in the order is going to be Korchi. And Korchi's ouch, oof, out. Uh, the coral eruption is right next to a tree, so he actually has to take a longer route out of the explosion. Um, and he actually wades into the water itself. Um, so that's where he's at. He's about waist high in water suddenly. Uh, but he's not in the coral eruption, which is nice. And uh, he's going to take nine damage from that whole ordeal. But he is then going to point and say, Now, Uro, attack! And uh, Uro is going to make a jaw strike against you, Chuji. Does it 30 to hit? Does not hit. Oh, dear. He's going to try again. 19 to hit? Does not hit. That's a crit fail. Nice. Uh-oh. Well, this hound is clearly afraid of you, actually, so that's why this is happening. Yeah. Uh, it's trying its best, but as it jumps at you, brutal collision. The dog is stunned, too. It's not going to be able to act at all on its next turn. It's no longer frightened, but you can see, basically, it jumps at you, and you just back it over the head, and it lets out a... Wah! <laughs> and Korchi is just going to wade through the water. That's what he does in the last turn. He's getting up towards Odval. It is Alardine's turn. Alardine is going to snarl, and he's going to charge past uh, Chuji and Masami, having not learned his lesson, but you can make a reaction. <laughs> I just realized. 31. A 31. Uh, that is going to be a hit. 33 damage. 28. Okay. Roll damage. That's a 20 damage. 20 damage. Okay. And is this including sneak attack? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay. He takes both of those hits, but he keeps charging, and he's right in front of you, Sanku, and he says, You! And he's going to uh, slash his sword at you. Uh, and that is a 31 against you, Sanku. Yeah, just hits. Okay. Well, he's going to slash at you with his uh, attack, and that is a 19 to hit. Okay. And uh, on top of that, uh, he is going to do an extra 2d8 precision damage, because he's hunting you. That's 3 damage. Okay. 
And lastly, he's going to make an athletics roll to trip you with brutish blow. And uh, let's see if he can knock you down. A 30 against your fortitude DC, Sanctu. Oh, wait, that that is the DC. Okay, while he knocks you down, Sanku, you are knocked prone as he punches you to the floor with his sword. Ow. And he says, that's what you get, witch. Oh, now I'm annoyed. Uh, so, Sanku, you are prone. And that is going to be the end of Allardine's turn. Chuji, uh, it's your turn. Hi. What's up? What is up? Oh, also, because Allardine's on fire, he takes four fire damage. <clears throat> yes, he is still on fire. Uh... Is also on fire is these fucking fists as they. Uh, Shuji is then going to hop over Horse Me Doggy um, to Oddval. Okay. Uh, and Oddval is here staring in surprise as you dash past uh, Uro right towards her. And then Shuji is going to. Two action, one inch punch. Okay, go for it. 34. Ooh, 34 is a hit. Roll damage. It is 35 damage. Very nice. Juji, you deck into her and she lets it uh, as you punch her hard. And is that your turn? Yes. Okay. She stones back, wipes her mouth and says, Out of my way, monk. My quarrel is not with you. She uh, points at Masami. <laughs> it can be. Hey, I'm just as good. <laughs> Masami, it's your turn. Uh, Allardine here looks like he's on the verge of being conked out. Uh, however, over on the backside, Korchi and Odvald seem to be doing much healthier. What do you do? Okay, so, um, for first they take out the fucking arrow that's pinning them down. <laughs> okay, good call. You take that shit out and you're no longer pinned, which is nice. And now the precarious part. <laughs> because first, Masami's pissed. Second, this man's <laughs> needs to die. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well, what do you do? Uh, Samasami realizes that there is a man who is very much on low HP. However, they are pissed. Mm -hmm. They immediately turn to the person who has, who is fucking targeting them, lifts up their hand and snaps their fingers. You want to play? Then let's play. Mirror malfactors. (laughs) Okay, so describe how this looks to me. Um, I think instead of hand signs, they they drop they drop the axe for this one. They are they don't give a shit. They oh, there there are ice runes circling their hand as they snap, and uh-huh. they are just mirrors that go between them and Shuji, <laughs> just for a split second. Jesus. This is a will save. Okay, okay, twenty-seven. That is a failure. Okay, roll damage. That is 37 Ooh. mental damage. Okay, 37 mental damage. Um, you can see Odval looking around, eyes wide, panicking like, Oh god, ah! What is this? What sorcery? <laughs> um, yeah, she's going to be frightened by these mirrors. And uh, she's going to take, yeah, 37 damage. She is looking kind of freaked out by this. Wow. And on subsequent turns, this effect repeats... If you sustain. Yep. Holy shit, that's a lot of damage. Yeah, it is. Oh my god. This okay. not here to fuck around anymore. <laughs> How many actions did that take? Uh, that is two actions. Okay, and I think that's... You are running low on your uh, actual spell spells, huh? Yeah. 
Well, I'm sure you'll make the most of it. Uh, you have one action left. What do you do? Uh, no, no. Took out the arrow, remember? All right! So true! Yeah. Sanku, it is your turn. You're on the floor. And this guy is ha 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 on top of you. And Yum. Lolo's like, Sanku, he's laughing at you. <laughs> yeah, um... I don't like that. Um, so Senku is going to... I don't think he's going to bother to get up yet. Um, he's going to um, cast Tidal Rings. Okay. On. On this dude? On this dude. Okay. Make me a spell attack roll. 26. That would do it. Yes. Uh, you... Rings of water wrap around him, and he lets out a... Rah! And then I'm going to cast Hydraulic Push. Okay, he is he is currently grabbed, so his AC is going to be dropped by this. Okay. 23? A 23 would not be a hit. Can I use my hero point? Sure, go for it. 35. A 35 would be a hit. Roll damage. 52. Sanku, how do you do this? Um, I think that Sanku, um, like, falls on, on his butt. Um... And then he's like, okay, that's enough. I'm not risking that. Um, and he uh, holds out his staff to um, hold the guy in place um, before he blasts, um, like, just like a crashing water that's, uh, uh, that would, I don't know, like send him flying. Yeah, he goes Team Rocket Fly. He goes, ah, <laughs> as you shoot him across um, uh out of the muddy ground that you're in and actually up to that shrine that you saw earlier and he crashes into it and he just goes limp and he is KO! Um, okay. So that's him removed from initiative. Uh, next in order, we're going back to the top of the round, is Odval. Odval is freaked the fuck out. Uh, and I think, again, because she's particularly superstitious and the Honga, like the Tianla our priest, superstitious people. She is straight up just going to try run away, which maybe not a good idea. Shuji, if you would like. I would love. She's to trying kill. to wade away into the water to keep up her range attacks. Why did that roll twice? Anyway, 38 was the first one. <laughs> roll damage? That will be 20 damage. Okay, Shuji, how the fuck do you do this? <laughs> um, I think as she's like turning to run into the water, Shuji just, like, takes that opportunity to, uh, push her further than she wanted to go. Oh, no! With, with their hand. Uh, and I think that she kind of hits one of those rocks. Yeah, she falls and hits her hand and goes, Ooh, and she's just K.O. on the rock. <laughs> and all that remains is Korchi, who's looking around like, Hey, what the fuck? <laughs> Where the hell's the Hungal? He turns and says, You, Dampir, I won't suffer you any longer. Uro, attack! Uro is just whining. Uh, he is stunned too because he hit his head last turn. Oh. So Korchi, snarling, says, Then how about you? And he's going to run up to you, Chuji, and he is going to quick strike with his short sword. He pulls out and attacks in one action. Ooh. That is a 41 to hit. Uh, yeah, that hits. Okay. Uh, and that is going to be 16 damage plus an additional 2d8 precision damage from sneak attack or from a hunted target. That's five more damage. All right, he's the last one standing. Shuji, it's your turn. 
Corchi is looking pretty bad. All of them were looking pretty bad. You had been wearing them out. But Corchi is the last man standing. What do you do? Can't suffer me anymore? I'll put you out of your fucking misery. <laughs> uh, 2G's gonna three action one inch punch. Because I just okay, love go for that it. action. It's a 37. 37 is a hit. Roll damage. 34 damage. Very nice. You power up, punch him. He is not looking good. Uh, he's stumbling backwards in pain, eyes wide as you, like, fucking dick him hard in the ch- stomach. And he's kind of bending over, and he says, It'll take more than that to take me out. Okay. <laughs> you heard him, guys. Masami, you heard him. Okay, let's see. How close is this bastard? He is 25 feet away. Oh. <laughs> Only? Only. Time jump. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. Okay. How does this work again? Um, so basically I get two actions to stand, step, uh, leap, or stride. I just can- And if I use it uh, consecutively um, within a minute, I'm stupefied for it because I keep jumping yeah. through time. So basically you move, but time is stopped while you move. Yes. It's almost like blink charge, but without the charge. <laughs> All right. One action and... Was that one action? Jesus, please. Yeah, it's a uh, only voice. Oh my god, wow. Okay, so you you call out a magic word and you jump through time towards him, King Crimson style. He looks over his shoulder and he goes, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you have two actions left. What do you do? I still don't think I have my spell strike up, so I think they're... Uh, yeah, you don't have it up, now. Yeah, and it's going to take another action to do so. Uh, alright, then I'm just gonna cast a Gale Blast. Okay, get him. Forward to save. Okay. Uh, that is gonna be a success, so you will take half damage from this. Okay. Roll it for me, because he's not looking good. Uh, eight damage. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, eight damage is not enough to take him out, but he is, he's trucking. He's trucking. You have basically fucked him over, though. He's got nowhere to run. And Sanku, it's your turn. You're still on your back. And this asshole is bothering your friends. What do you do? Well, I don't need to get up because nobody's attacking me. Um, so I'm going to use Elemental Betrayal on Corchi. Okay. And then I'm going to use Stout because he's near death. Okay. So he has to make a save, right? Yes. Okay. Well, let's go. Here you go. You can press it right here. Uh, that is going to be a Terry Tree, which is just about a success. Still half damage, I think, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. 20? Half of that is going to be 10 damage, plus 6, that's 16 damage. Sanku, how do you take this guy out? Um, I think that Sanku sends the spout. He usually goes up, but I think that uh, it's slightly angled, so he goes into the water. Okay, he's knocked him into the water with a splash, and then he doesn't get back up as he's just floating there, panting in pain. And fellas, you have defeated Heralds of Hongal! And for this encounter, you gain 80 experience points. You and wish. a silver feather. And a silver feather. Don't forget. Um, Dice will roll will return after these messages. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. 
That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. We now return to Dice Will Roll. A few, after a few minutes of these guys being dragged back together by their enforcer and uh, some potions given to them, the Heralds of Hongal look up at you a little bit ashamed that they've lost. <laughs> Udval is holding uh, Wishy, who seems mostly fine, and she looks at you and says, Such strength! I've never seen anything like it. Well, aren't you glad you have now? Korchi is uh, petting for, uh, for Uro, who looks very distraught, and he says, A combination of physical might and magical prowess. I've never seen... This is something out of this world. Yeah, I mean, the aliens when we're out of the world. <laughs> they were. Allardine stands to his full height and says, You've bested us, and that's something that no one else can ever say they have done. You have defeated the greatest warriors Hungal has ever known. <laughs> Which seems like an exaggeration, guys. Allardine bows his head and says, Perhaps we won't win in this tournament, but if we don't, we fully expect you to, uh, to win in our place. That's the plan. And he pulls out a silver feather and says, But we're not out of the game yet. Take your silver feather, and we'll see each other soon, I pray. Gladly. Good luck. And you guys part ways. You return to Danger Island. And uh, Masami, uh, not Masami, sorry. Hikari kind of looks at you all as you're moving and says, That was really impressive. You guys have got some moves. Are you doing okay, Masami? Oh, right. Masami, yeah. yeah. I, can, I can heal you. Come here. That's uh, fine. I'm fine. It's fine. I'm fine. No, I can I can heal you. It's, it's, You've got arrow wounds that are still bleeding. Get yeah. over here. Get, get over here. I'm healing you. Fine. You guys want to spend uh, a hex action healing up the full? Yes. Okay. So you spent your first 10 hex actions. You are a third of the way through the day. Meaning you. it is about 10 a.m. right now. Four hours have passed. I think that our next action should be like exploring because I want to see um, mm-hmm. the island as much as possible. Well, you know, uh, there are silver feathers hidden around the island in non-combat encounters. Maybe Wait, you'll really? find some interesting things on your way. Yeah, I thought they told us that, right? You could get them from not fighting? <laughs> yeah, didn't they tell us that? What? what? Yeah. Well, I mean, we wouldn't... If it was just going to be fighting, we'd probably just do a, a pre-tournament like tournament style. There's a reason it's not an island. For example, Master uh, Chuji, you defeated a spider and harvested its body parts earlier, which was gross. 
Um, you could do <laughs> that cool, to other actually, monsters yeah. on this island. They have right. feathers in them? Well, I don't know where uh, Lady Haojian has placed the feathers, but certainly the monsters may guard treasure. Recall that winning the tournament is not your only goal here. What is the point of winning if you don't have enough preparation to go with it? True. Yeah, we can get things and stuff and treasure, and also we can see cool things. We don't need to focus on just beating people up. That would be boring. Mm. I can't argue that first part. Fighting treasure is really nice. It is not boring, though, to only fight people. Oh! So, Lolo kind of crawls out of the bag and says, Well, then, we better not delay. Adventurers, where are we headed? Mm, in a direction. I think we should go west. Sure. Okay, back towards the really tall mountain? Yes. Okay. Well, uh, you head west, and that takes you about uh, one action. So you have 11 actions now. And if you'd like, you can recon this place. Take a look around, see what you can find. I would love to. Uh, Okay, and that you do. And you see some interesting stuff. The most obvious is the mountain. Because you saw, like, a smaller mountain with that observatory earlier, where uh, you assume that was the home base of the Heralds of Hongal. However, this mountain is something else. And uh, as you're looking up at it, it is so tall, it seems to almost pierce the sky with the clouds themselves parting around it. And uh, as you look up at it in awe, Hikari cleans, uh, clears her throat and says, Radiant Winds, what you're looking at is Mount Hamunibo. That is where uh, the final events for the qualifying round will take place on de- the third day. And it is there that how Lady Hao Jin currently resides, watching over the tournaments. Oh, God. She's up there? Yes. Along with uh, some other top contenders, including the uh, head of the enforcers, um, the Oni that you may have seen earlier. And you do think back to that big sexy Oni that you saw on day one. You didn't necessarily know she was an enforcer. That's a wild thing to have an Oni to do. She's an Is she like an enforcer? Yes, she's actually the leader of the Enforcers. Huh? Oh my god. Really? Hikari nods a little bit and uh, says, Yes. Um, that would be Lady Koto Zakora. She was a terrible Oni who ravaged many communities before she was bested in combat by Lady Haojin. And in exchange for her life, Lady Zakora pledged her uh, life and allegiance to Haojin and wow. does her bidding. That's kind of sick as hell. I see. And 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 they're and they're and they're both both of them are up up and and they're both up. <laughs> She's usually pointing up. Yes, both of them are. If you get into the final eight, you'll meet them too. Should you blushes? Oh my god, are you blushing? No. Oh my god, they're blushing! <laughs> no, I'm not! Chudi immediately <laughs> grabs Senku in like a hole. Hikari ah! raises an eyebrow and says, Do you have a crush on Haojin? <laughs> no! <laughs> he does. It's he just, definitely she's do. really cool and. Hey, you would blush too if you met your idol. My idol, she says, glancing at Masami with a quirked eyebrow. Hey, don't look at me for this one. Lolo 
is on uh, Sanku's shoulder and says, Hmm, it seems to me that Chuji respects Lady Haojin for her magical prowess. A wise thing to do with the Ruby Phoenix herself. <coughs> exactly. <coughs> Come on, Chuji, let's go win so that we can meet your little crush. Oh, shut oh. up, you. <laughs> Chuji bonks him on top of him. Ow! <laughs> You're gonna break something on me. As you continue reconning true this uh, hex, however, you do find something. A small shrine. A small shrine that is full of treasure. Um, so let me describe this for you, shall I? So, it's a small shrine which has features long worn away, and it holds a candle uh, and uh, a box uh, full of various coins and gems. It looks like this thing hasn't been touched in a long time. You can't even tell what it was originally made out to. That being said, there's a lot of gold in here. And a very strange candle. If you'd like, you could try to figure out what's up with this candle if you so chose. The candle is lit or not? Nope, the candle is not lit. Uh, Any magic roll. Chuji, you're not really sure. Masami, you definitely don't know. But Sanku, as you're looking, Lolo crawls over your shoulder and says, Sanku! You know what that mm-hmm. is, don't you? Uh, a candle. Yes, a candle of truth. While this candle is lit, anything within its light must tell the truth. That's kind of really cool. Perhaps you That's could light awful. it and ask Chuji probing questions about Lady Haoji. <laughs> oh my god, we are Chuji not takes the using Chuji a magical takes that item for something like that. Chuji, you swipe the candle. Chuji swipes the candle. They do not want anyone putting this near them. Especially when lit. Uh, ah, uh-uh, nope, no way. This is mine. Uh, I'm not gonna give you the chance to. <laughs> well, you are free to take any of the uh, the treasure from this box if you like. The gods of this place probably haven't exactly been around for some time. Hmm. And I think she actually kind of looks at this shrine for a while. Something okay? What does that mean? Haven't been around. Well, I think as she's looking at I think all of you kind of look at it. And there's something about this shrine that almost makes you a little bit sad, honestly. You know, the people who once ran this place, the Tamatans, they had their own religions and gods. They haven't been worshipped any time recently. Yeah. <sighs> That's sad. I mean, that's kind of how things go. Sadly. <laughs> not really. Sort of. I mean, it's not just like normal. Maybe. There's got to be tons of other places with gods that haven't been around for a long time. But have you ever stood in front of one? No. Lolo, I think, kind of pokes his head out. And he says, Perhaps we could all investigate it. See what this place might once have been. Uh, give me a fun break. Fine by me. Would you like to make me a religion check to see what you can figure out about this shrine? Because there is like a little statue here, but it's been like worn away and it's mossy. It's kind of like tucked away. It's hard to tell what this thing ever once was. Yeah, Chuji and Masami... You don't fucking know. Maybe so. this is like, I don't know, 
Sukiyo, maybe. He's a mm-hmm. god that people worship here, right? Okay, Masami would probably know more than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Masami knows a lot more than that. But, like, you generally... Yeah, it's whatever. Um, however, Sanku, as you're kind of checking it out, you find some old writing and, you know, you translate it and you try... Like, you know, you pat it down and figure out that this is the shrine to a god that was once called Umantar. It seemed to have been a god of dance revelry and animal friendship and I think what you figure out is that the way that people used to pray to Umantar was to just dance for him Senku finishes translating and I, I think he and Lolo are literally like translating together like tag teaming over his notebook and wherever the writing is on this little shrine um, and he's like I think I figured out who this god was Umantar? They were a god for, like, dancing and animal friendship and revelry. You used to worship him by doing a little dance. Ah, it's a little silly. I like that. (laughs) I think that the best gods are the ones that have something silly to do. You're right. It's much better than, like... What's a boring one? Um, What's Abadar do? He sounds boring. Don't you count money to pray to Abadar? <laughs> I think Hikari visibly stiffens up and says, I'm a worshiper of Abadar. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I will. <laughs> yeah, Masami kind of, as they say that, Masami kind of looks over at Hikari like, <laughs> No, not a mean way. Uh, sorry. She's pouting because it is, in fact, to count money. <laughs> You gotta admit, it's kind of nerdy, Hikari. I'd like to think it's dignified. That's not bad to be a nerd. Masami pats her on the back. It's a little bad to be a nerd. You know more about money than I ever will. Well, do we want to move on? Or And Lo's like, but what about doing a little dance for Umantar? Surely he's earned it after the few hundred years he's had of quiet. I think we could do a little dance for Umantar. Is he even here still? Who knows, but who cares? Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay, Miss Shuji and Sanku, you two are uh, willing to dance for a little while. Masami, are you? Uh... Do you all spend ten minutes just dancing around the shrine with each other? Yeah. Having fun? 2D, 2D break dances. You all, you all do your bits, you know. You have fun. And time actually slips away faster than you thought it would. You offer up this prayer to Umantar to say, Old Forgotten God, thank you. And you know what? The damnedest thing, as you all settle down from your dance, a warm gust of wind blows over you all. And you hear a voice in the wind. Find the other seven. It's the other seven. Each of you has gained the blessing of Umantar, which is to say that, uh, basically, the blessing of Umantar is for the rest of your time on Danger Island you will all have lighter feet, allowing you to take uh, five-foot steps into difficult terrain, which normally you can't do. Oh, cool. That's kind of awesome. If you need to back up away from someone who is has attack of opportunity or something similar, uh, but you, you're surrounded by mud, which would mean you couldn't normally, uh, guess what? Yes, you can. I love them. That's cute. And uh, yeah, that just happened. Find the other <laughs> seven. 
That means there's like seven more? Like gods? Maybe. Probably. That makes sense. You carry blisters. Uh, what's happening? Are you alright? Um. I heard a voice. I sound insane Same. when I say that, but I promise you. No, I heard it too. Yeah. Like, you're not crazy. We all heard it. I think we got, like, a like a blessing. Oh, from Umantar? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's still around? I guess. Maybe we just woke him up. Huh. He must be lonely. Well, if he's lonely, uh, Lolo says, the best thing we can do is to help him wake up and ha- uh, meet his friends again. Maybe the other, maybe one, some of the other shrines will have a feather or something at them, too. <gasps> maybe. You should definitely find them, then. I think that'd be a great idea. Well, I suppose there's no time like the present. We still have plenty of time left in the day, and I think we've seen everything we'll see here. Uh, Hikari looks up at the sky and says, Would you like to keep moving? Yes! Yes. Okay. And so you move. Where to? That's the question. Uh, Northwest, southwest, northeast, southeast, or, you know, east or west. Um, she's just like, well, the next transport tower is to the north. I want to be at least close to one in case something bad happens. So I guess we can go to the rest of the lake. Yay! You cool, Masami? Yeah, sounds good to me. Sick. Alright, you moving towards the uh, transport tower? Yes. Okay, you do. I think you can tell that there's never going to be much around transport towers. It's usually going to be the only thing in that half mile. Uh, mm-hmm. It's standing up high above the sky. It's looking good. Do you want to enter it, or would you like to move uh, to the next place around it? Probably next place. There's nothing there. Or uh, Chuji actually looks at the map, and uh, they they kind of probably bump into the other two, not like on purpose, of course, but like not to like knock them over or anything with the map. And they're like, uh, it's kind of like a little dongle. A dongle? To the east. Yeah, like dongle hanging off the island. Oh, like a like a peninsula? That's a word. Dongle is indeed a word, Sanku. <laughs> I, I know that the word dongle is a word. Well, I mean, is it really a word? What, what Define is dongle for me, Sanku. See if you've been <laughs> doing your homework. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes, yeah, Sanku, define dongle. I don't want to define dongle. Wait a moment. Dongle isn't a word. Chuji, you got it wrong. Lolo, did you just lie? Lolo? Googled it really quickly to see what it was, and then realized you were punking him. Google. Maybe Lolo shouldn't be so gullible. Maybe Lolo hasn't studied geography in over like ten years when he graduated secondary school. You motherfucker! Why did you think that the word dongle is real? Why don't you suck my dick and balls? <laughs> Bruh! <laughs> Isn't that We're the fucking on. adapter? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I literally said the word, and then you ignored that and thought it was dongle. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, peninsula, whatever. Well done for knowing your geography, Sanku. You've been doing your homework. Have a bonbon. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he is eating a bonbon. He's like, well, we could. We could go there. See what's out there. If there's anybody there. Hopefully nobody terrifying. As long as we're here, right? Yeah! Might as well. Okay. Do you want to move on? Yeah. 
Okay, that's going to take another action to move, uh, bring you up to 13. And uh, as you move, uh, are you going to spend a recon action to check what's around? Yeah, I think we should. Okay. Well, you spend an action checking out this peninsula of the island, and you find a weather-worn monument. And it seems to be a teen's base. Would you like to approach it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Scope it out. Will someone roll me a D100, please? Oh. I rolled the last one. Roll it, David. Uh, yeah, I can roll a D100. D100. Eighty-five. Hmm. The base has someone present. Oh. (gasps) So as you all enter, it seems to get really gloomy, and this monument looks to be like almost like a mausoleum if that makes sense and as you all enter you hear a noise a chuckling a cackling as it were and that chuckling and cackling reverberates through you and you hear (laughs) someone has come to our lair. <laughs> and then another laugh. Like, <laughs> Perhaps they'll never leave. And another cackle says, <laughs> Travelers, you should not have come here, for it shall be your doom. <laughs> walk in on a theater group. Oh, another that's hilarious. Goes, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> And darting from the shadows, you see a group of people. <gasps> and they are all dressed really spooky. <laughs> yes. The first one to jump out is a guy wearing all dark, uh, like blacks, with like red tinted armor. And he's pale as a ghost, like white eyed with pinprick pupils and long black hair and a staff in his hand and he looks at you with sharp fangs and says I am Ravzilier of the city of Caliphus Ustalav yes yes then jumping out from the side is a uh, dog like man who you can only assume is a werewolf <gasps> and he says I am Gruntrak of the of the canton of Lepidstadt. <laughs> yes. A pale woman with white hair and red eyes st- steps out and takes a bow and says, "I am Belindra of Ardeal, Ustala." And then a fucking mummy comes out. What? <laughs> and the mummy goes. And. Uh, all of them pose except the mummy and they're like and we are the grave treaders and you have come to meet your doom adventurers oh my gosh oh, oh I you love guys, the vibe you guys have a theme here that's nice I love your theme thank you says Ravzilia he's like clapping his hands a little bit we worked really hard on it it shows it's really good I love it um, it's pretty sick, actually. I think Hikari looks almost stunned. A werewolf? What is a werewolf? And then, like, Gruntrax says, No, not a werewolf. I'm a Rugeru. 
It's entirely different. Uh, I have no idea what that is, but it's sick as hell. Well, we stay wolves all the time. We don't oh. actually shape So you're yes. just wolves? Yes, I'm just a wolf person. Oh, uh, respect. And, um, and she's, okay, but uh, a, a vampire is a dampier. Hey, yeah, I'm a damp here too. <laughs> oh, brother, put it here, he says, holding oh, up a high yeah. five. Respect. <laughs> Fuck yeah. They go to. Uh, uh, Trudy goes to fist bump him. He slaps your hand. Fuck yeah. Awkwardly. That's the spirit, she, sure. She, she looks at uh, Belindra says, and you're a witch? Changeling. Right. So the, cool. the, the person dresses a mummy. No, Raps is an actual mummy. You got an actual mummy on your team? Yes, we bought him! You bought him? <laughs> you can buy mummies? Yes, quite easily. Usually to eat them. <laughs> it's good for your bones. <laughs> I'll take your word for that. That's Sing- like a person uh, you're eating. Wait. <laughs> Ravzilia shakes his head and says, They're not people anymore. Uh, They're dead people! Okay. Oh my god. That's... Well, if they were... If they were people, they wouldn't sell them in the curio shops, now would they? They yeah. definitely would! I, <laughs> how many places have you been in the world? I've been throughout Caliphus, this city in shrouds, where serial killers stalked afar. Have you ever and left wait, Caliphus? Wait, the one wait, city? I'm, so- I, I'm sorry, it's just a city of, like, serial killers? Like, that's, it's just the whole thing? And that- monsters and ghosts. There's Why a factory anyone- stalked by beasts. And you live there on purpose? Gruntrack notes the real estate is very cheap in Caliphus. Gee, I, I, I wonder can, I, why. I, yeah. What's going on in Avistan? <laughs> the mummy is like slowly shuffling towards you guys, by the way. Uh, <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> Do you, like, want to fight? Yes, we would love to fight, says Ravzillier. We haven't had a chance to fight at all yet, Sans such. We will bargain two feathers. No, one feather. we got to be careful here. No, no, takes his backsies. No, it's one feather. <laughs> no, no, takes his backsies. You shook on it. Uh, it's it's one feather. That's unfortunately, we're, we're going to do one feather, I take Two feathers. The mummy's still stumbling towards you. Chuji, can we hurry? The mummy's coming towards us, oh. and I'm not. Oh, one feather! I'm not sure if this thing has like a gold touch. I don't want to know. Oh yeah, don't let him touch you. Uh, Belinda says he will like give you mummy rot. What? Mm. Masami takes a whole step back and takes a card with them. Stay a little further back. You, you're gonna want to like go to the other it. room. Senku Chuji is standing. Sta- Senku is standing behind Masami right now. Chuji <laughs> looks back at Hikari. Is that allowed? She shrugs. You know that everyone who gets into the Ruby Phoenix Storm is personally approved by Hao Jin. I don't understand, but <laughs> if she says a mummy that someone bought in the shop can fight, then yes. I bet she just thought it was funny. You know what? I can't blame her. <laughs> That's fair. That is pretty funny. Uh, the enforcer oh, who that. is looking fucking traumatized, by the way. Says, <laughs> if you'd like to fight, we can. We should do the fight can inside I, can this I... temple, inside this monument, instead of um, outside, because I'm pretty sure the mummy doesn't like the sun. Oh, so and that's why says, you guys haven't fought anyone yet. 
Yes, we've been waiting for people to come into our lair. It's foolproof. We fight them on our home ground. Uh, uh, Okay, but what if you don't- You're gonna lose if you keep doing this. What if you don't get enough feathers? What if not enough people come through? It's a big island, y'all. Like, I don't- I don't- (laughs) Belindra shakes her head and says, Once we made an example of you, everyone will flock to fight the grave treaders and there's like crackle of thunder outside not everyone knows how do you do that (laughs) (laughs) the mummy is again raps the mummy is again stumbling directly towards sanku oh my god which means directly towards masami and hikari (laughs) masami goes okay hikari go over there go over there yeah i'm going the the enforcer's like please can we start this fight Yes. All right, uh, yeah, I feel sure. so bad for the the other enforcer. Yeah, can you, Derry? Can you please confirm or deny that the mummy's been chasing around their informer? Oh, for sure, for fucking sure, dude. Are you fucking kidding me? Has this man slept? No. <laughs> um. So uh, you all get into position, ready to face radiant winds versus grave treads. And elsewhere, high atop the tallest peak, a woman sits on an ornate throne. Surrounding her are floating glass bubbles, through which she views a number of fights. One catches her attention for a moment, and she chuckles. <laughs> oh, this one's going to be funny. This episode of Dice Will Roll would not have been possible without the support of our patrons. Sarissa, Ferric Falcon, Luis Loza, Fawn Sims, Alexander Criswell, Meg Cohen, Skyly, Blurst Hellion, Kendra West, Ren, Genuinely Tricked, Transgirl Trish, Zurinwald, Baal Punyon, Johnny the Catman, Matthew Wilson Krasnovich, Tillon Shark, Theoran, Glitch HD, Jace Snooks, Zenith Drums, Josh Heathcote, Torbjorn, Introduction, Sophia Valera, G. Barbera, Luke, Gideon, Sarah B., Seth, Ravona Darkblow, Dolores, Kira, Lichelo, Gizmo, Matthew, Cass, 
Fable Macduff, Ava, Remty Bright, Lonesome Chunk, Steph, Sean C, Natasha Lumley, Rhiannon C, Ellie, Jenna Mitchell, King Kendrick, Triceratops, Grey Kitsune, Anna Maria, Roxy, Jordan, Cynical Spinstress, Emily Moderna, John de Bookhorder, SS66Seeker, and Dame Valerie the Turd. Special thanks to Anna Maria for her Patreon character, Kanazaki Hikari, this episode. If you want to see what you can get for helping us keep it rolling, check out patreon.com slash dicewillroll. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.